0: You're listening to a new episode of Empathy Always Wins. Khaled, thank you so much for joining um, Empathy Always Wins. I was just talking about, it's incredible how, for example, you're in Saudi, I'm in Dubai, like, this ecosystem is different than you know many other ecosystems where you just walk around the streets and you know you jump or you bump yeah. into someone. So I just want to say thank you so much for 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 really coming on. Empathy always wins. But before we sort of dive into the, today's episode, I know a lot about yourself. Your our audience might not be very so much for familiar with uh, Al-Guru. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself from your from from, from from your perspective on Al-Guru and a little bit about how you've gotten to where you've gotten today before we dive into episode.
1: Ali, uh, thank you for uh, hosting me. I'm pleased to be here uh, today. Uh, in a nutshell, uh, my name is Khalid, uh, born and raised in Saudi. My entire life, originally from Lebanon. Uh, I've uh, started, uh, you know, my entrepreneurial journey in uh, 2016, uh, back when I was still at university, uh, with uh, no projection to turn a project that I had. Uh, in my university days into a company or into a startup uh, back then i didn't even understand and know the abcs of establishing a company uh but uh, what i knew was uh, uh solving a specific niche problem in a small network that i had and this eventually amplified and i uh, eventually realized and noticed that this problem that i had in beirut existed not only uh you know where i was trying to solve it but also on the wider uh MENA region uh so uh I, uh, you know, I, I launched this project uh, in Lebanon, made a few validations, and then we were fortunate enough to be sponsored and hosted by the Saudi ecosystem uh, with one of the prominent accelerator programs. And then from there onwards, you know, we established the company, and uh, that was uh, what marked and what set uh, the launch, the official launch uh, of Al
0: I know you just mentioned right now. You know we were hosted or like we were you we were, we were taken by an accelerator uh would you recommend accelerators to young people a lot of young people are like nah, i don't want to give this equity or nah, i don't want to waste time uh, and not to say it's wasting time but that's the perception of right now do it yourself sort of means H- how, how did the accelerator sort of uh, incubate you and what are the pros and cons of of joining an accelerator
1: so so it depends. Just for context, the accelerator that we joined, uh, which is Taqadam uh, by KAUST, uh, one of the leading accelerator programs not only in Saudi but also in the region, uh, uh, sponsors startups without taking any equity in return. At least that was the format that they followed back when we were in the batch. I'm not sure if they changed that now. Uh, but, uh, for for instance they they gave us uh, forty thousand dollars in uh, cash and then there was a follow-on in a the competition they also granted us a hundred thousand uh, dollars and and did not take any equity uh, because they have uh, sort of uh, like a social ROI to drive an entrepreneurship in the in Saudi Arabia, etc. Uh, the only mandate was establishing a Saudi company, but that came way later uh, than uh, you know uh, when we uh, when we joined the program. Uh, to go back to your question, uh, Ali, and you know, very very briefly, uh, you cannot learn the ABCs of entrepreneurship and launching a startup all alone uh, without uh, doing readings, without networking, and without. Uh, actually learning from veterans and people who have skin in the game, right? You cannot do that. It's very difficult. If you decide to do that, that's great. but the momentum and the speed that you will be moving uh, towards is going to be much slower than if you join a um you know, a university, a uh, a library, a source of knowledge that tells you what works and what doesn't gives you enlightens you on what you need to be doing. Uh, so so briefly, I I believe accelerators have to be a must uh, to validate uh, how serious a founder is uh, about his or her startup.
0: No, I love that. And I think that, uh, you know, the programs such as YC, you have Antler now, you have great accelerators and nvcs that are actually investors as well they just you know it's a program that actually uh, makes uh, sure that what you're building is a product that people want and i think that that's what i love the most about successful accelerators because their programs are designed to graduate you into someone who can uh, take the right decisions so absolutely i i love what you've said there and especially when it comes to different mandates some take percentages some don't i'm, I'm very happy that uh, uh, that 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 with the way things were uh, with you, you were able to reach a consensus that made a perfect sense. Now, I know that um, technology, the tech industry, is one of the most competitive industries. What would be an advice that you would like to give someone who is looking to enter as a founder? What didn't you know that you that you would love to give an advice to your previous self entering this ecosystem?
1: Uh, that's a very good question. I I I'd want to summarize my answers. Or my answer in, in two parts. Number one, stay as humble as possible. Uh, and it's very easy to say this, but it's very, very difficult to actually implement it. As a founder, uh, you got to start off with you know uh, the hundred hats formula, right? You got to wear the hat of a social media manager, a product manager, a content creator, a fundraiser, all of that, right? Uh, how do you how do you balance all of this uh, with your already existing busy life? and stay as humble as possible to serve the customers, to respond to your um, talents or to your employees' requests, uh, uh, to uh, understand your investors' needs, right, and uh, to put in a bold vision. Um, All of that really, really requires you to stay as down-to-earth as possible and not uh, where the... Um, you know uh, the arrogant founders uh, had uh, uh, by uh, uh, faking or acting as if you understand everything and you you know everything, right? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm not saying that I wasn't humble in my day one, but I thought that I had it all, right? خلاص, I I watched. Uh, uh, some videos on YouTube on how to launch a company. I read a book or two and I thought I I, I have all the answers that I needed. Turns out, no, I uh, I still lack a lot of knowledge up until this date. And I'm I'm humble enough to say this, right? I'm humble enough to say that I'm still making mistakes and I'm still learning by the day. Uh, so this is number one. And number two, definite advice I would give to myself and to other entrepreneurs or people who want to join this ecosystem is read as much as you can. Like I cannot stress on how important it is for you uh, to read and prepare yourself and uh, armor yourself with enough references and resources before launching a venture. Why is that? Because as Reid Hoffman uh, uh, describes it, uh, starting a business is like uh, jumping off a cliff and then building an airplane while jumping off that cliff, right? It's it's that fast. It's a, a, it's crazy. Uh, if y- you cannot do both, things together unless you have the luxury of time and money. And in most cases, entrepreneurs don't have neither the luxury of time nor uh nor money, right? So how how can you bootstrap and how can you build for impact and for success with those limitations that you have? My uh belief and assumption is that you really can do that if you power yourself enough and as I said, fuel yourself enough and armor yourself enough with the corresponding readings, books, articles, case studies, uh, videos, you have a bunch of those, right? Cover that, cover the ABCs, cover the basics, and then you know, pull uh, your sleeves and jump right into it.
0: Is there like one uh, case study or one book that you said, like you know, for me zero to one, for example, by Peter Thiel was 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 a groundbreaking one, and for me blitzscaling by Reid Hoffman was it's just incredible. Uh, is there one that you know stands out to you, especially even if it's contextual uh, for for El Guru? Yeah,
1: so uh, uh, blitzscaling is amazing, but uh, for uh, uh, junior entrepreneurs listening to this don't read it on your day zero please not <laughs> it's too early for that <laughs> uh, zero zero to one is a great book uh that you, must read it. you, can, you can finish it in like one hour or two hours it's such a small book uh but a book that was that i've read three times uh on during my first year because it literally covers everything is uh lean startup by eric reese Uh, This was described as the Bible of startups uh, by uh, many uh, magazines and journals in the States, but it it literally covers everything you must learn before launching a venture, right? And then from there, you can expand on the different philosophies that Eric uh, talks about. Uh, by reading other articles right so the lean methodologies uh, the build measure learn framework uh, how to uh, you know how to start your team etc all of those can expand to other books and other topics but at least you get the foundations from that book
0: yeah Um, I I think that uh, what you're saying is incredibly uh, important I think a lot of Uh, young people just jump into it the excitement of course you know i know it's uh you know even if uh, the 99 percent risk of failure the one percent adrenaline gets the best of us Uh, but this is incredible uh, important uh, information and i think advice for all the founders listening to us and uh, and and youth listening to us um i i know that you know there are other tutoring platforms in the arena but what what have you found that is the it or is the value prop for Al Guru, and how can, for example, our listeners uh, get get their hands or uh, are, are familiar with 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 Al Guru?
1: So, so for us, we understand that the landscape is somewhat crowded. I wouldn't say very crowded, like the fintech space, for example. Uh, but the private tutoring vertical under the edtech landscape is somewhat crowded. We have so I think about ten to fifteen players at most in the region that are focusing on uh, private one-on-one tutoring. Uh, for us, there's there's a few things that truly differentiate AlGuru from others, and it's something that came along as we were establishing, inaugurating, and developing our solution. Uh, number one is the operations and the flow. Right uh, today, uh, customers can get matched with excellence. Uh, affordable convenient tutors in less than 24 hours and uh, um, i know it's going to be very difficult for you to comprehend the flow now but the supply chain of the private tutoring industry is really 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 complex like it's it's uh, audacious Mm -hmm. complex because uh, you know you have a diverse pool of subjects. You have a diverse pool of tutor profiles, etc. I'm not going to go into that, uh, but the operational excellence is definitely one thing, right? Uh, number two is uh, the customer experience, all in all. So the product itself uh from the minute you submit an interest till the minute you receive that session specifically also uh the flow that we have is absolutely seamless for parents specifically more than students because that's our main target audience and number three and uh, this is more uh, theoretical than practical but it's uh, the foundations that we've set in this company uh from culture from talents from vibes from roadmap from vision from all of that they uh, they represent a very strong, bold, significant pillar in uh, the essence of this company. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about the intangible things, right? And the commitment and dedication that we have from each and every talented owner or, or employee in our company uh, as they you know, enact as founding members of this company is truly what drives us. Uh, to be as bold as possible with this vision, because we know we can do a lot with those people in the coming future. Uh, so those are uh, the three, you know, uh, the three core differentiators as mentioned.
0: I love how you mentioned owner, because I think that the, the the thing that makes, you know, the startups, uh, you know, uh, in, here and, uh, and in the West and everywhere in the world, super successful is... Uh people feeling like they own it and, and not just on paper or not just because of an ESOP or a stock option or whatever. No, they actually feel like they are heard and seen. And and this ties into my next sort of question as a leader. You know, this show Empathy Always Wins is about leadership and emotional intelligence and and, and mental health. How do you um how do you lead your team in a manner that makes people uh, feel like they are seen and heard and and, and attended to?
1: So we give them enough tools to feel empowered and not hypothetically empowered. We, we don't go to them and tell them, hey, guys, you're empowered and expect them to feel empowered. No, uh, we try to do a bunch of things uh, to uh, truly um, word out uh, and put into effect what we mean when we talk about empowerment. Uh, so. We recently introduced our uh, values, um, the first version of our company values. Uh, one of those values is we stride as talented owners, right? So this is this might seem hypothetical to you, right? And we stride as talented owners, but how, how are you actually doing that? Uh, so when you link that and associate it with the flat structure that we have, non bureaucratic flat structure that we have, where you are actually empowered to make mistakes more than empowered to uh, uh, you know, uh, have have successes, right? Uh, and when you know that we have a culture and an environment that is flexible enough and agile enough uh, to give you what you need to thrive for success, right? Uh, then, then and only then will you actually feel that level of empowerment. Uh, it's gonna be very difficult for you to see that or touch that or witness that in the first few weeks with us at the company, uh, but a month from there, two months from there, you will notice that this is the general flow and the general vibe that we give you as part of our DNA. Uh, and, you know, from there onwards, uh, that's the flow that you will follow. And that's the flow that you will instill within your uh, mindset and mentality.
0: I think, uh, you know, uh, when I come to think of today's landscape, I think there are a few major challenges, uh, what 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 would you say is the... Prominent challenge in today's uh, ecosystem that you are actively tackling is it hybrid work models? Is it, uh, is, it is it is it is it is it is it motivation and you know this recession that we're going through? Like as a leader, there's something that probably is a, a challenge in front of you that you're actively and proactively actually working towards. Uh, what is that, and how are you doing it?
1: So then, the number one challenge is finding talents. I, uh, I I humbly believe that this is the challenge that all of us all of the startups in the ecosystem equally uh, face um I might talk to you about fundraising I might talk to you about uh, you know uh, other things but uh, specifically and the, the one thing that uh, highlights a common, a challenge or a problem to the wider ecosystem is finding enough talents. Why is that? Because Ali, if you go back a few years back, the startup ecosystem, the tech ecosystem, uh, this industry, uh, this tech industry did not exist. We had players, definitely. We had mammoths and excellent players like Karim and and others uh, that uh, were launched in the early two thousand and tens. But uh, that was not uh, the uh, uh, that that was that was not the common thing to do. Right now, it's very common to come across uh, startups and whatnot. So, uh, with that, there's a big responsibility to educate, uh, the wider ecosystem on, uh, the startups, right? So, for example, when we find someone who is knowledgeable enough of startups, naivety is knowledgeable enough of, uh, the, uh, the, the, the problems, the limitations, the gaps that startups have, right. And we try to figure out the best formula, uh, uh, uh or like not the best formula but we we try to figure out what will incentivize this person to join us and usually usually these these people are are not easy to catch right because if you find yourself an a-class talent he's he or she is probably uh you know uh, receiving multiple offers etc etc so uh, uh so yeah finding finding talents is definitely uh, one of the most challenging things that we are proactively reactively and actively trying to find ways to tackle it.
0: And I want to really help you. So I think anyone listening to the show, anyone that does think that they belong to this a, you know, that they are an A-class talent, I will definitely, I'll ask you to send me shortly after, uh, you know, a link where, you know, uh, your hirees can, uh, uh, you know, join Al-Guru. And I would love to, you know, help support. I think this is a very big challenge. Not a lot uh, of uh, of our youth are aslan, exposed to entrepreneurship at a younger age, whereas the West are, so they're familiar. Maybe they have a cousin, a relative. Uh, we're we're still not there yet. And I, and I understand that this is a culture that we're building together. And I think we have a responsibility uh, to do that uh, together. Uh, Khalid, I just want to say thank you. Uh, but before we wrap up today, I just have a, 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 a two questions. And, and this is a fire sort of, a, I got inspired by Harry Stebbings. I'm not sure if you listen to the 20VC uh, podcast. It's one of the, you know, best startup uh, podcasts for founders and investors out there. So Harry, shout out to you. uh He is a 20 five-year-old a 150 million dollar fund investor and a and a, and a podcaster as wow. well he is incredible incredible all of the biggest vc from benchmark to sequoia uh, to the you know the uh, chief marketing chief growth officer of uh, hotspot airbnb everyone's on the show they give out so much uh, so this is a, a perfect show to actually marry with empathy always wins with regards to entrepreneurship and leadership but harry also harry always asks this one question to People who, um, who who come on the show that are very inspiring. What's one piece of uh, What's one piece of advice that you would give your fourteen uh, year old self?
1: Oh, uh, my fourteen year old self. Uh, well, we are living in a very fast-paced um, world, right? Um, our generation. Uh, is struggling with this fast-paced world to the extent that um, it impacts our employment, it impacts our motivation, it impacts our, uh, you know, um, ability uh, to move fast enough, right? Uh, One piece of advice I would give my 14-year-old self is uh, find the formula, uh, the ideal formula that would keep you uh, continuously asking for hunger and for you know enough thirst uh, to never be sufficed. Uh, I'd, I'd also want to use the example of Fried Hoffman in this just very quickly. Uh, he was once asked on uh, his thoughts about how efficiently and how effectively is reed hoffman using his personal time on a daily basis and you would imagine a guy like him to give an easy 150 percent answer because he sits on multiple successful boards he has co-founded two of the largest companies in the world uh, paypal and linkedin and he's a philanthropist multi-billionaire etc all of that and his answer was uh, Sixty percent. I am not utilizing Reid Hoffman in full. I utilize sixty percent of Reed Hoffman's day, and uh, not only is that very humble uh, of him, right, uh, to to say that, but uh, there's uh, there's a philosophical school in what he said because a person like him who can literally easily say, you know, I I'm successful enough, you know, these are my list of achievements. No, is very aware that he can do much more. And you know, that's that's the baseline for him. You know, I'm always hungry, I'm always thirsty enough for more successes. Uh and I did not have that when I was 14 years old. I was too busy with a BlackBerry and with the school and <laughs> and all of that. So uh yeah, that's definitely something I would tell myself if I go back 15 years ago.
0: And the last but final question in this fire round is what do you do every day to take care of your mental health?
1: Um, uh, I, um, uh, I, I speak to my fiance. I, uh, she, uh, we, we take care of our mental health by having enough healthy conversations, uh, by doing healthy, uh, activities, uh, together. And, uh, she's, you know, she's my safe haven in that.
0: I love that. I love that. I love that. And not a lot of actually men, you know, say this, I think it's so, 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 so strong for, for you to say this. I think. Uh vulnerability is something that, uh, you know, we live in a generation where we're scared of vulnerability now. And I think that uh, to share this and to have this you know to have this touched by someone who you can call a safe haven it's uh, it's it's very special um and so I, I wish you both all the best it's been wonderful you. having you allah wallahi, all the sides it's been wonderful having you and this conversation pleasure. has been incredible uh, would you like to leave our audience and listen on our listeners with one final thing to just cover the floor
1: um, uh, Ali, thank you very much again. I was uh, privileged to be on this call. Uh, just in case there's anything I can help with personally from the Saudi ecosystem, uh, from the tech industry, uh, or generally uh, on uh, the startup uh, scene, uh, my title is CEO and tutor. Uh, so you can you can use the latter part, the tutor, and I, I I absolutely love the tutor for no returns whatsoever, as long as you know your ask. Uh, so please reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, I think you, you're you going to share my LinkedIn profile somewhere with uh, with this episode. Uh, please don't hesitate. Uh, and, you know, you, you'd find me trying to uh, figure out solutions and answers for you, even if I don't personally have them. So thank you for that in
0: advance. Khaled, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. And I hope you have a new time. Do feel free to share it with your friends. Drop us a rating on Apple. Subscribe to the show. Follow it on Spotify. And we'll see you soon in a new episode of Empathy Always Wins. Take care and have a lovely day, guys.